It's Scott here, drinking a little Finback again, IPA, Indian Pale Ale. What's going on? We got Corey here. I'm drinking a Pineapple Guppy for the first time ever at a Pipeworks Brewing Company from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Pretty interested to see how this goes. I'm, I'm not going to lie, my beer is not that interesting. Um, I have a tessellation by uh, Lone Pine in Portland, Maine. Um, I love Portland, Maine's breweries out there, so if you get a chance, check them out. Top Shelf Fantasy, this is Podcast 30. It is October 19th. I'm going to fill my mouth with this pineapple drink. Somebody <laughs> else talk. Yeah. All right. Go for it, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, I'll you. So, um, we are on topshelffantasy.com. Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast, and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. And let's go into the buy low, sell high segment. Yeah, I, I'll kick it off. Um, Devontae Adams is my buy low. Um, you know, here, here's the idea with your buy low candidates. I'm not trying to give you like a wide receiver three to go buy low or a, or an RB three. I want to give you a high end, high draft capital player that their owners currently freaking out about. Devonte Adams is one of them. When he's been on the field, he's been suspect, and he hasn't been on the field in the last couple of weeks. The owner of Devonte Adams is likely freaking out. You, if you have depth, if you have the ability to throw two receivers at the Devontae Adams owner, say, I have two healthy wide receivers, you can get Devontae Adams for low. MVS is hurt. Geronimo is hurt. Nobody else can catch the ball in Green Bay. When Devontae Adams comes back, it's going to be a reunion of Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and if... Um, McDingleberry, who's their head coach? I'm blanking on his Matt LaFleur. And Matt LaFleur can't be drawing up plays for Rodgers to Devontae Adams. It's just sad for the NFL. Now, Tom, let me ask you, what's your limit on him? Like, you're going to spend, you said two wide receivers. Would you spend an RB1? Would you spend an RB2? I would take, like, a DJ Shark and And? take... And? You You think you can get a... Uh, I might do DJ that straight Shark up. straight up for, for some, Devontae Adams. For some players. DJ Shark is if, the If uh, I'm the Devontae five. Adams owner, I'm not shipping Devontae Adams straight up for DJ Shark. So, Shark at this point, the, I might with him not playing and him dinged up. You know what? If you're in that situation, Tom, toss it out I'm there. I'm telling you, a lot of people out, out there are freaking out. And, Especially if you're fighting for playoff sh- life. They see If I'm the DJ, DJ Shark, Shark owner and I can get Devontae Adams, i jumping up and down. I, I personally, if I'm the Devontae Adams owner, I would not do All right, that so job. here's a great scenario. Emmanuel Sanders and let's toss him Marquise Brown. Dang. I mean, I, I still don't think that nets you, Devontae Adams. Yeah, I don't think I'm going for that if I if I have the little Devontae more. Adams. Yeah, a little more. But let me uh, let me... If you take a, it, let's say you're loaded at running back and you take a Devontae Freeman, who's been a sell high for us very often. I think in the last two weeks, actually, we've been saying sell Devontae yep, Freeman. You up. could do Devontae Freeman straight up for Devontae Adams. And in that, yes. I think you net out positive. You're completely right. Yes. So that that's the type of trade that like you, likely you're to look at. Now, listen, I'm not saying go and sell Devontae Freeman for Devontae Adams. Running backs are a premium. You shouldn't be letting them go. 
But to get somebody like a Devontae Adams, that's the type of player you have to give up. I mean, you you missed the window with Philip Lindsay because honestly, you may have been able to flip Philip Lindsay before that game last night for, yeah. for Devontae Adams. But anyway, um, Scotty, who's your buy low? My buy low is Robert Woods just because, I mean, this guy was a top 10 wide receiver last season and not just him, the entire Rams receiving core has either hit or miss and... They have missed big time. I think this week coming up against an easy matchup, this is the week that both him, Cup, even Cooks could have a great game. Do not sleep on Robert Woods. This is the one time you can buy him low because everyone's looking at Cooper Cup. He's He is the guy that, to have there. So everyone's going to look at Woods more of a wide for three. And I think you can get it for very cheap. And I mean, no, I, that, I that's about it. I mean, I I, I agree one hundred percent. This guy, the last two years, has been a fantasy darling, and he's consistent. He gets he catches the balls, he gets the targets. Cup is there, so he he will not be a top ten receiver again because Cup is healthy. I mean, who knows what happens? But you can get him for dirt cheap now. So. So one thing on Robert Woods, and I looked this up just because I made a, a dynasty trade where I acquired Robert Woods. So I want to look this stuff up, and I was just I was shocked by the numbers. Robert Woods' contract is five years, thirty four million dollars. I I would Under not have guessed year. how much yeah. that is. And Brandon Cooks is five years, eighty one million dollars. When we talk about like follow the money and who they have investment in, they have investment in Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks has underwhelmed completely. He's banged up. If there was a He's wide a receiver that the guy. yeah, if there was a wide is. receiver that the Rams have to turn to that can go out there and produce and a produ- and produce efficiently, it's Robert Woods. And on the minimal work that Robert Woods has gotten, he's been fine with it. I mean, yes, it's seven points or whatever, but he ends up getting about ten yards a carry. Robert Woods is a great buy low candidate. By the way, Cooper Cup, four years, three point eight million dollars. Uh, <laughs> rookie deal, right? And he's their number one. That's yeah, still his rookie deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's twenty six. So it's it's Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks are both twenty six. Robert Woods is twenty seven. Four years on Cup, five years on Woods, five years on Cooks. Wow. Um. So I guess that's wild. Six to men. I don't think all three of them are there. Uh. Yeah, in the next couple of years. But anyway, this is why golf is agreed. Um. So moving on, I'm into my buy low of the week. I've got Lev Bell. And again, it's important for me to mention to you kind of what Tom said. I'm not trying to tell you to buy like Peyton Barber low because nobody cares. <laughs> Lev Bell buy low as in he's his value is the lowest it's going to be right now probably ever. You know, he hasn't had a ton of stand-up performances. He started hot against Buffalo. Um, his quarterback goes down with mono. He doesn't really step up and have any huge games. He actually kind of took a dip in production when Darnold was out. Now that Darnold's back, he should see some more targets out of the passing, uh, out of the backfield, and in the passing attack. It should also open up some more space for him to run. Uh, this week against New England might be giving some owners in your league a little bit of a reason to, you know, be a little bit hesitant. Might give them some pause. Um, New England kind of has a history of stopping Lev Bell, especially when he was on pit. If he couldn't make get it done with Pittsburgh and their phenomenal O line and all the weapons they had on their offense, I don't think he's going to get it done with the Jets this week. So his value right now, right this moment, might be a little low. You could probably replace him 
try to sell, you know, sell the fact to the owner of Lev Bell that you can replace their running back with a running back with a better matchup, maybe throw in a wide receiver two, maybe two slash three in that realm, and maybe get that deal done. By no means am I trying to say his value is in the gutter, but it's, again, as low as it's ever going to be. Yeah, I mean, you can take a couple of our sell highs and, and get any of these buy lows. Um, I bought Be- Lev Bell low, I feel like, in one of our leagues as well. Um, their schedule after New England is phenomenal. So in, great. Well, in, you in, know, Jacksonville, Miami, yeah. the Giants, I mean, Washington, Oakland, Cincy, Miami again. I mean, it's, pretty. It's, it, it's nice. Andrew Jackson. Oh, no, Ramsey. You're right. So, in yeah. in my the the funny thing about Love Bell is he could be a buy low. Like he's our buy low, absolutely 100. percent Somebody else might be sitting there and going, "Oh, Love Bell hasn't been what I thought he was going to be. He just had a pretty good game. I'm going to sell him high." Yeah. You may get somebody who thinks they're actually selling Love Bell high. You're going to get a stinker this week out of New England. But after that, they're on fire. And they've already had their buy. Like, if you can buy a player low, like Lev Bell, who's already had their buy, it's a win-win. And replace him, hopefully, with a running back on your team that hasn't had their buy. You're gaining an additional oh. week of production from the running back yep. position that you would otherwise would have been fraught with difficulty. This is my favorite time of year. Just go just go get all the guys <laughs> who have already had their bye weeks. Just turn that roster Darren on Waller. Baby. Yeah. Um, um, moving on, we're going to get into sell high. Yeah, Corey, should, I, should I jump this one off? You want to take it? Corey, Corey you take it. Sure. Yeah, I'll take this one. My sell high is Carlos Hyde. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> no, not my best work. Um, I feel like I'm talking about like this guy. Like All right, I feel like I'm talking about this guy every week. Um, I was talking to Tom earlier today, too. I swear I don't have it out for him. I actually have I, I've loved him his whole career. I think he's very talented. I just don't think his streak of touchdowns is going to continue, especially this week. Um, this year behind the Houston O-line, I haven't been impressed with him with when he's had the ball in his hands. He doesn't provide a ton as far as pass catching goes. I'd like to see him add that dynamic factor into his game, which I just haven't seen out of him yet. I think right now, off the past couple of weeks, his value is about as high as it's going to get. If you can sell him now, you could probably sell him for, I don't know, a, a running back with better matchups, potentially a wide receiver 2+. plus. I mean, I don't know if you're going to snag a high-tier wide receiver with Carlos Hyde just based on name alone, but wide receiver two, maybe even a couple of them, if you're if you're struggling there, you could probably work a deal out. Yeah, so I think a good trade scenario with that is like Carlos Hyde for a D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, I would yeah, agree. I would do it. Uh, I, mean, I would do that all I mean, you could take Carlos Hyde with another wide receiver and go get yourself Robert Woods. Yeah, you yeah two, the right two for one and get, and yeah. get Robert Woods. Yep, you know. That's true. Um, I mean... Corey was wrong with him last week. I, I was completely right. Um, he uh, here we go. Yeah. Scotty's patting himself on the back. back. I mean, we'll, we'll go head to when, we'll go head to head again. In when a, I'm right, I'm right. In our next but segment. but me and Corey have another head to head this week. So um, all right. So um, Craig's so high with Stefan Davis. I mean, Chris not here, but kind we kind of talked about this already. Uh, my sell high is Terry McSell high, Terry McLaurin, Terry McBearson, <laughs> Terry, Terry McCutesy, Terry McCutesy. All right. So, uh, Terry McLaurin is my sell high, um, mainly because I do not think he will produce the way he's been do- pr- producing all year so far. This is the one time you can sell him for a legit, like RB. Like if I can get him for, even a Devonta Freeman, who I don't love, I would do it. I do not think he's going to produce the way he is now. He's a rookie. Um, 
if Dwayne Haskins come in, I know he is the college quarterback, but he is a. It's worse if Haskins comes in. Yeah, and you you have no idea what happens week in and week out. That offense is a complete cluster. He's going to have his games, but he has he, he will never be higher than he is right now. Sell him for what you can get because it, it could be a lot. Yeah, if you are a Terry owner, you're probably happy with the production he's given you, but I'm kind of in the same camp as Scott here. I don't think it's going to continue in the long term. The Redskins offense doesn't impress me. They're dropping running backs with the dynamic uh, abilities like Chris Thompson. They have no tight ends. At some point, you're going to run into a defense that just says, you know, lock down Terry and we'll deal with the rest. Paul Richardson's not going to harm you that much. You know, sprinkle. Yes, <laughs> sprinkle. I mean, <laughs> dinkle. you know, <laughs> they are what they are. But Terry, if you can get value for him now, I would say do it. The only caveat for me is if you are in a keeper league and you drafted him super late uh, and he has keeper value to you, maybe you ride it out. That's my only caveat. But if you can sell for high value and you're in a position to win your league, go win your league now. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing That's about Terry, and this is going to flow right into my sell high. So my sell high, reluctantly, I have to say this because I've been trying to sell him all week. I've sent some of, I, I've sent so many trades to so many people for this player. I'm closing my own window. Adrian Peterson's my sell high. And this, this this same logic applies to Terry McSelhi. They play San Francisco, Minnesota, Buffalo. Those are three of the toughest defense in the league. You want to take their that big game that they just had against Miami. What do you like? Get rid of it. 123 yards or uh, AP? A, AP just had 23 carries for 118 yards. I mean, yeah. he, looked, he looked great. Everybody looks good against Miami. But, but t- um, Terry McSelhi... Was was the same way, right? Terry Terry McBombs, Terry McMiami, um, both of them had great games against Miami. They have three tough matchups coming up, and then their bye week. You can likely sell these players. Their owners that you sell them to are going to get frustrated. Drop them to the waiver wire, and then after their bye, their schedule's like gold. So there's a chance that you sell them high. You get something in return for the next three weeks to supplement the bad games that they have, and then just go pick them up off of the waiver wire. So that game I'm willing to play. Adrian Peterson really should be netting you something. My league mates, I don't know what they're smelling. They're all telling me he's terrible. I'm like, he just got 23 carries. You can't turn down a guy who is getting the volume that he's getting. Like Everybody's... Excited to see Devin Singletary come back. Devin Singletary still hasn't seen 10 touches, yeah. 10 carries. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you're getting with Adrian Peterson. It's 18 to 22 carries a game. Uh, but I think you take what he did against Miami. You sell it as much as you can. I mean, literally hammer every Adrian Peterson trade you can. I'm shutting my own window. I don't think I can move him anymore. I just have to eat it. But if you can, you should. And, yeah. and Adrian Peterson is, I mean, you, you harped on his touch percentage that's going to go up with chris thompson out right so yeah. yeah and hopefully he has a good game even just based on touches alone he should have a good game right i mean and volume could even put him in the conversation of of continuing to be an rb2 i mean efficiency wise and don't get me started on efficiency because it, Devontae freeman has looked so bad running the football 
But as but a fantasy catches. football back, he's been phenomenal, and that's why he's been a sell high for me for weeks. Like the dude looks bad on the field, and Adrian Peterson doesn't look great, but the numbers do, and that's what you're selling is numbers. It's the exact same thing as last year. AP looked the exact same, but it's a volume. Volume is king. It's the same thing with Carlos Hyde. If you can sell these two now, great, but. You probably can because everyone sees Carl side, eh, AP, eh, but they're producing every time they t- touch the ball. So it, if you can sell them high, do it, but it's it's going to be tough. I mean, the best offer that I got was fair, I think, and it was AP for Marvin Jones, and I sat there and said, I'd rather roll the dice with the running back. I mean, look at yep, the running same. back landscape. Look like Marvin Jones last week. Yeah, right, exactly. If Wide you receivers tra- will pop up. If you could have traded for Marvin Jones last year, that would have been great, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and we're going to get into our next segment. It is Start M Sidum. This is my favorite segment, to be honest. This Why is, is it? This is a good one. Well, because it, it, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Oh, and the best part of it is because week in and week out, some of us have some the exact same start and the exact same sit. Yep. And it's the exact same thing this week. I mean, I had the same starts and this is Corey last week, and I won that. But <laughs> Gerald Everett did nothing. Yeah. Carlos Hyde did something. Yeah. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's important to have yeah, the head When we all, and just so everybody's aware, like, we all take pride in this. Like, we've been going through and counting. Scotty goes back through to our waivers and puts hits or miss or a wash. And we all sit there and like, oh, I had more hits than you this week. And and we're all like have this complex where it's like I don't want to pick the same start as you because we don't all want to have the same start, but at the same time, I don't want to just pick a guy to pick a guy and then be wrong and be like, no, this was my original guy. So we'll figure something else different for this segment. But we put a lot of pride into Stardom Sidums. Yeah, and and again, the one note to add with that, I think Tom's mentioned it in the past, and we probably all have. We don't want to give you the cookie cutter starts. Everybody in the world knows to start Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley when he's healthy. You know, Patrick Mahomes when he's healthy. You're going to start these guys. CMC this week. Devin Cook. Start to start Devin Cook. And we're not telling you to sit guys on buys that are are injured. You know, those are cop outs. Those are what the the quote unquote experts on ESPN give you. Right. R.I.P. ESPN. Um, (laughs) The four letter network. In the arms of the angels. But so, yeah, we're trying to give you real guys that you might be having a mental conundrum over each week when you go to look at your lineup and say, hey, I have this guy. Maybe this guy's even available on waivers, or I could, you know, maybe trade him or trade for him if I need him, or maybe I know I know I can sit him. Um, we're kind of trying to actually help you out with some real dilemmas that you might be having. So, that being said, Scott, you want to lead us in with your uh, QB start of the week? Yeah, sure. So, are you going to start, 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 or like start, start, yeah, start, yeah. Sit. start, 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 start? Yeah, we'll, right. we'll do <laughs> snake, snake. So, my QB start of the week is Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Um, Did you he's... not fold him, sir? <laughs> we all folded him, and then you all just told me it wasn't. <laughs> Did you fold him on Tuesday, Wednesday? <laughs> well, Jared he... Goff's a good start. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Carry yeah. on. No. He... Carry on. Johnson. Oof, what a letdown. Anyway. So, uh, Jared Goff is my start. God damn it, guys. <laughs> um, he's got a plus matchup. I know he had, what, a total of, what, 1.2? 2. 1.2. Thanks, bud. Killed well, it. Definitely didn't ruin a bunch of my fantasy weeks and my drafting lineups. <laughs> yeah, right. he, yeah. Had a, he had a bad week last week. I, yes. But he plays Atlanta this week. 
He which is which is with everybody's done and well. Atlanta is if there's a game to bounce back on, it's against the Falcons. And Miami. Up, yeah. Oh no, the Falcons. Yes, you're right. <laughs> well, Miami too. No, Falcon is the NFC. Honestly, Miami. The Falcons are just as bad. <laughs> it's the NFC, it's the NFC version. So yeah. except they have a win. Yeah, so. they have an offense. <laughs> They're trying so, to win. Okay. <laughs> Shut the hell up. All right. This is the one game that golf can bounce back and have a great... <laughs> yes, I'm going to choke on my beer. <laughs> Damn. All right. Yeah, he can bounce back. I agree with you. He yep. can bounce back. Golf can bounce back. This is why Woods is a buy low, all this shit stuff. <laughs> shit. Scotty, this QB stat's gone to shit. Let me take this. No, no, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a must start this week. He's facing the Atlanta Falcons, and if there's a week that Jared Goff can bounce back, it's going to be against this team. The Falcons defense is horrid, so I expect Jared Goff, Woods, Cup, and Cooks, even all four of them, to have a great game. I'm very glad we brought that back. Um, Couldn't agree more. My QB start, Josh Allen plays Miami. I think that's all you need to say. Uh, what I love about Josh Allen is like he's going to probably run one in, and it's just six points. Like, yeah. It's awesome. And he might he might throw a couple picks, whatever. I mean, he's, he's got a bad touchdown to interception ratio, but he scores points. He's, he's he, you know, how you doing? I think, uh, I think Craig highlighted it for us in, his, uh, in our previous podcast. Or maybe two podcasts ago, whatever. Um, he has scored no less than 19 fantasy points in games that he hasn't left early from concussion. He's a, he's a QB. So yes, he's yep. a QP one. Um, start the guy. And I think we've all like consensusly said to Josh Allen's likely to end the year inside the top ten as quarter. I mean, he's 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 gonna finish higher than Jared Goff right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's definitely higher than Jared Goff in his 1.2 points last week. Craig, you're up. Jacoby Brissett, cool. Corey. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> my uh, my quarterback start is Ryan Tannehill. Um, this might come maybe as a bit of a surprise, but he is only owned in four percent of Yahoo leagues. Um, I love this start. Yeah, it, I I, I like it too. Start. I'm cool with it. Um, it's no secret. Also, I've loved Tannehill even since his days in Miami. I'm I've, sorry. I've, oh yeah, I've always thought he had the talent to start over Mariota since the day he landed in Tennessee. Uh, it's understandable if Rabel wants to ride out Mario to see you know what he can do, but Mario has not produced all year, at least not on, on a consistent basis. He's got a defense that is balling out week in, week out. They're keeping Tennessee in games. It's time for Tannehill to take over. I think it's a great situation for him to step into. He has great weapons on the outside with Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Um, his best years in Miami even came when they had a great defense, and he was kind of more of stepping into a game manager role. All he has to do is avoid dragging the team down. I think he's got more pure arm talent, and it should actually provide a bump for uh, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Also, even Delaney Walker to an extent. You're going to be looking at him taking a lot of checkdowns. However, I might even look for this is kind of like a weird, I don't know, even if you call it a sleeper. I almost thought of him as my sleeper or Darth this week. Uh, Jonu Smith. I'm assuming that Tannehill, who's not got a lot of first rep practices uh, practice in all season, has been working with John o. Smith more than anybody on the sideline. They might have a good time and good setup. Another guy that looks for a bump because of Ryan Hill is Deion Lewis, a guy who catches balls out of the backfield a lot better than Derrick Henry does. He could see a nice bump in production. Um, again, the only thing to really think about with Tannehill is that he's been a starter in this league for years. And he's definitely going to be eager to cement his role in this new position that he in this new opportunity that he sees in front of him. He's probably putting a ton of pressure on himself. 
However, I think he is going to show up and really perform. Um, he's got a decent matchup with the Chargers. They're you know pretty. They're actually not a bad defense against the pass, but they're still missing uh, their you know stud safety in Derwin James. So I think you're going to see Tannehill with a lot of potential to throw for maybe you know, three touchdowns, maybe 250 yards. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I love how you said the defense is balling out because this is a team that deserves much more. Like the way that defense is playing, they deserve a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. So I love the call to go to Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill, it just instantly makes the offense better. Um, and I love the Scotty and I have talked about this so many times, like backup quarterbacks playing with second string wide receivers or second string players. Like, they develop a rapport oh, it's, with them. It's huge. We, were, yeah. we were talking about Baker Mayfield and Rashard Higgins. It's like you watch them through the preseason. Their rapport was phenomenal. Like Baker knew where Higgins was going so to be. It's so sad that Higgins got hurt. And Higgins won. should be on the field. It just stinks. But to an extent, you see with like well, Damian Ratley. He's still hurt, same right? Thing, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's been hurt since week one. He, he hasn't touched the field since. It happens all the time. I mean, Danny Jones comes in after playing, uh, you know, practicing on the on the second team all year behind Eli Manning or, you know, a couple weeks and he has a better rapport with guys that aren't on the starting lineup. It's just the way it goes. You, I mean, these are the guys you've thrown to in practice. You're going to have a better rapport with them. You know? 100%. I love it. So, love the take. Yeah, next, next up. Running backs. No, sorry. We're doing quarterback sits. Quarterback sits. Corey, you take your, your quarterback. We go up and down snake. Oh, all righty. Uh, I'll take my... two times in a row. Oh, jeez. My favorite. <laughs> what are your world. notes, this is baby? Tough. This yeah. is tough. <laughs> like, yeah, taking my notes here. I'm, I'm looking at Corey's notes. That's great. <laughs> so my quarterback sit is uh, Phil Rivers this week playing against my quarterback star, Ryan Tannehill. Um, it hasn't been a great you know banner year for Phil Rivers so far. He's ranked 13th overall at the quarterback position, uh, so just, just barely outside of quarterback one consideration in a 12-team league. He's facing a tough matchup against the Titans. This week, I'm playing it safe and sitting Phil Rivers. If you're looking for a substitution, you know, take my sleeper of the week. I'll you know fold you in or I'll clue you in on him later. Uh, Rivers looks a little... I don't know, jumpy in the backfield. He has his uh, his primary receiving target in Hunter Henry back, and really he looked fixated on him all last week. Keenan Allen disappeared off the field. Mike Williams, I'll talk about Mike Williams a little bit later, but he is targeting Hunter Henry at the expense of the entire offense. Gordon and Eckler were non-factored in this game. I mean, it turned to a, a pass-oriented um, attack very early on as they were down big, but Gordon and Eckler are both gifted pass catchers and they still were not getting looks. He only managed 20 fantasy points in a game where he was throwing since the early first quarter. It doesn't sound terrible, but it was against Pittsburgh and now he has to face an even more competent Tennessee defense. There's better options out there. I suggest you choose one. And Craig, Craig had a Stafford. Stafford. Okay. Why? I, I don't know. Hey, Craig, show up and defend your opinions. Yeah, exactly. Craig's got a case of uh, the uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold touched Craig and said, hey, I'm back, Craig. Take this. Let's be honest. They're Craig was which, is, which is fine for my fantasy team. My 2 Craig, league. No, Craig Darnold, was a great so sport and said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take I'll it. take it. Explosive diarrhea. Yeah. No. Right. So Craig's at home right board, now. He's sitting Matt Stafford. Nobody knows why except yeah, for and, the toilet. Uh, Tom's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting Teddy Bridgewater. I don't want this to sound like a cop-out because I really 
feel like there are teams out there that drafted Cam Newton, that drafted Andrew Luck, that drafted Jared Goff, and are sitting there going, and Drew Brees. I, I need something. Drew Brees. Yeah, ben I don't Roth, think I don't think it's a cop at all because I think Teddy Bridgewater has been a startable quarterback in some there, formats. Exactly, and that and that was my other point is that Teddy Bridgewater has actually performed to the level in which you can start him week in and week out with no Alvin Kamara. You're going against Chicago. I don't like this matchup with when you don't have that the the dynamic ability of Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield that's just bad for a quarterback all around I mean even like Tom Brady's of the world I mean we've seen Chicago absolutely destroy quarterbacks um and then you take Alvin Kamara out of the equation it just does not look good if there was anything coming out of this game that that's positive or funky or weird or how how they're going to win Taysom Hill, and, and that takes away from Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I, I don't think you can start Teddy Bridgewater this week. Likely, if you have Teddy Bridgewater on your team, you have another option. So I would go with that other option over Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but if you've been relying on Teddy Bridgewater week in and week out, find a Ryan Tannehill, a Jacob Brissett, uh, Josh Allen. All right, and um, my sit of the week is Sam Darnold. He came back last week. After the explosive diarrhea that he gave to to Craig, um, <laughs> and then he murdered my survivor. Yeah, hopes, he but. played great because Sam Darnold's a he's great. Good, though. He's he's a great quarterback, but he's playing New England. He looks like the Monday night. Incredibles. He's playing. <laughs> he's playing the best defense in the league, in my opinion. Oh, he's so 100%. they've only allowed one passing touchdown. Yeah, which That's is decent. Some would say it, it was against Daniel Jones Six weeks. in that Golden, Golden Tate, Tate touchdown. Yeah. Anyways, where, where, uh, so Jones so, had great coverage. So do not drop Sam Darnold because he's a league winner. Yep. Do not start him this week or next week. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, uh, do we go to start RB? All right. So my starting RB is uh, Tevin Coleman. Um, he is better than Matt Breida. Who's hurt? I don't know. Who's agree, hurt? Anyway. And that's about it. No, uh, he's facing Washington, who, who is one of the worst run defenses in the league. So this is a game where he can totally get at least one touchdown. He is the lead back on that team in the red zone. And he will at least have one touchdown, I think. So start this guy with confidence. Yeah, I think the whole San Francisco running game actually is a, is a good start. I'm a breed of truther. I've gone into the whole Tevin Coleman thing. Listen 50 podcasts ago, and you'll hear my argument. Um, but absolutely, I mean, Tevin Coleman's a great start this week. My start at running back is Devin Singletary against Miami. There's a I lo- theme. I love it. Theme I here. love the start. I, so, so, to... Piggyback of a Tom. I wanted to start as well, but I need to pick. He, he did. Someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I'll give Scotty. And again, this this goes back to the we all don't want to pick the same RB. Like all four of us don't want to sit here and be like, yeah, start Devin Singletary because that's the easy one, or sit Sam Darnold because they're playing the best defense in the yeah. league. We want to give you four different options, so that's why Scotty went with Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's great start. Devin Singletary, I think, is a great start. I love some. Uh, and, and the rest of these starts. There's one star that's questionable on here, so let's move on. I'll go ahead and take that. But uh, <laughs> Craig so, starting James White. Craig starts James White. I mean, I start James White every week. I mean, 
I don't sit the guy. Why Why would you? He catches enough passes to be relevant every week. He's 9 to 12 points guaranteed. Irrele- I think I think this start is you can start James White with the expectation that he's returning RB2 numbers. RB2 numbers. Okay, that's fair. Instead of flex numbers. That's, that's fair. Because that's, that. I mean, that's what he's been doing. And I, and I would agree with that. Like, yeah. I agree James White is returning RB2, borderline RB1. I mean, James White's due for an explosion. This could yeah. be the week. Yeah, and I hope, I hope you're right because I have multiple multiple leagues. But uh, moving on, my running back start of the week, and this is the one that Tom was giving me a little uh, lip about. <laughs> well, I was there. looking down, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, so <laughs> we talked about it during Hold'em Fold'em as well. Uh, so go check that out for a little bit more info on maybe why it, it might inform this conversation a bit. But based on where you drafted this player – who is Joe Mixon, and the production that you need out of him to keep him viable, he's likely in consideration for a starting slot every single week. I think during Hold'em Fold'em, our general consensus was that we were going to hold him, but we're sit him on our bench until he shows you, shows you that he can score some points with any modicum of consistency. The dec- I mean, the, the, the problem here is that he has a decent matchup against Jacksonville coming up this week. They just lost their star corner. They're probably, as an entire defensive unit, feeling at an all-time low. Hashtag great band. Uh, so I trot him out there one more week, see what he can do. I think that this week he probably scampers in for a touchdown. Um, he's been held to only one receiving touchdown all year. If you think Joe Mixon's going to finish the year with one to two touchdowns, I think you're wrong. I expect the lack of production to come to a screeching halt in this game. I'm actually going to personally guarantee you 100 yards and a touchdown. You heard it here first. And if I'm wrong, uh, I'll buy you a beer. The hundred yards and a touchdown from Joe Mixon. Total, Bring it. total scrimmage yards. Yeah, total scrimmage yards, receiving I'll and, and rushing. That is, a, I'll that take is it. an I'll all in it. type of I'll take thing. It. Right Lock there. in, and I'll, I'll, I'll buy I'll you any down. beer you want under ten dollars. <laughs> yep, you're driving out to Worcester to get me a treehouse. <laughs> that works. <I'll, laughs> no, do you mean, do you mean again? Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll take a Wednesday off. Don't worry. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I stand. Uh, moving on, we're getting into running back sits. Uh, my running back sit of the week is Le'Veon Bell. I mean, kind of the way Tom says, uh, you know, you're playing Miami, start him. I'm saying you're playing New England, sit him. <laughs> all the, I've already <laughs> made a, all my points. Here. I've already made all my points against Lev Bell. New England takes away your best option. He make you beat them else. They make you beat them elsewhere. If you play him, good luck. Uh, he couldn't hurt the Pats with the Steelers' dangerous offense, their offensive line. He's not going to do it on the Jets. That's it. He's he's gonna get you at most six points this week. And again, if you can live with six points from him, play him. But if you want an actual output from your running back position, pick someone else. And uh, Craig's sit is Melvin Gordon. Yep. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, if you if you bought Melvin Gordon and you took him on, it's hard to you're, not sit him. You're playing him. I mean, you have to play him, but, like, if you have another option. Like, if you were one of those lucky ones that drafted at the back end of August and it looked very bleak and you got Melvin Gordon as your RB4, I I may choose to sit him until he can prove that he knows what he's doing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you have to start Melvin Gordon. My RB sit is Adrian Peterson. If you can't sell him, you got to sit him. Um, you can't play Adrian Peterson for the next four weeks. I'm sorry. You, you just you just can't. Um, if you're in some situation where, you know, you just need a running back to go out there, Adrian Peterson's a good option. Um, but again, if, if, you can't, if you can't sell him and you have better options out there, if you have Devin Singletary, James White, Joe Mixon, Tevin Coleman, you need to bench Adrian Peterson for any of those guys. 
Uh, totally agreed. Um, my sit is Kenyon Drake. Um, he's playing Buffalo. He's in trade talk. So, I mean, it won't... It would not be surprising if he's just a healthy scratch on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, with all the work that Walton got and the obsession Ballage, of Kalen Balage, I mean, so ridiculous. If he's I mean, a if he's a healthy scratch, I would buy the hell out of Kenny. I, I don't know. Not. It's got it's got You and I talked about this. I mean, even if he where, goes somewhere, where would he what go impact to have a fantasy value? Bucks, no. Texans, no. Name someone else. Right, I mean, if you're in a dynasty you, league, you can I mean, buy Kenyon, yeah. but in in a redraft so, league, Kenyon he doesn't Drake return is in trade r- rumors. Eagles? No, no. Jordan no. Howard and Miles Sanders. There's no place where he would go. So, like, if you're obsessed with picking up Drake now because he's in, in quote unquote trade talks, don't because wherever he goes, he will not. Produce. As Scotty puts watch in it. a waiver claim for him, I watch. guarantee you, Scotty's watch him, watch him go to the Chiefs claim. and just add more uh, convolutedness or oh, convolution. So. I don't know if what the proper that, word is. If but that happens, if, my case for Lashawn McCoy is just if Drake does play this week, he's playing Buffalo. It's a tough matchup. On to my yeah. yeah. What yeah, wide receiver start? Why should we start? John Brown. He's playing against Tim Drake and the Dolphins. This is a juicy matchup with a wide receiver that can go offer one catch for 60 yards and a touchdown. So if John Brown is healthy, which I'm pretty sure he is, he's going to play this week. He is going to be the sleeper this week that no one talks about. And he's going to destroy the Miami DBs. So start John Brown. Yeah, um, the trend here is start your Buffalo Bills. <laughs> over just, Miami. Yeah, yes. over Miami, just so everybody's aware. Um, so my start is Calvin Ridley. We talked about this uh, on our last podcast. The Rams got rid. So Aqib Tlaib is on IR, right? Uh, Marcus Peters got traded. Jalen Ramsey comes in, and he's a man corner. If you're going to play Jalen Ramsey, he doesn't know what the defensive scheme is. You say, Jalen Ramsey, go out there and shut a guy down. That guy isn't going to be Calvin Ridley. It's going to be Julio Jones, which leaves a guy Julio, open. Julio. Uh, yeah, Julio. Julio. Julio Jones. Julio. Julio, Julio Jones. Okay, Scotty. Calvin Ridley is going to be open multiple times this is a one in five team that needs to go out there and win i mean this is this should really be a bloodbath um i mean anywhere between 50 to 60 points scored between both teams calvin ridley should be a start for you if you have him yeah you're right agreed craig craig is starting brandon cooks Cooks. Cooks. likely because of the same reason Corey, you're great matchup yeah uh Corey. Me is starting Corey Davis, football player. Uh, definitely probably not the year a lot of Corey Davis owners were hoping for. Uh, in fact, right now he's only 41% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, so that means a lot of fantasy owners dropped him because he probably was drafted at about 95-plus percent ownership. Right now, he's only hit double digits in one game against the putrid Atlanta defense. Uh, it's fair to say he's underwhelmed to this point. However, quarterback change. A lot of that blame 
in the past lies with Marcus Mariota. We're now in the Ryan Tannehill era. I expect to see some growing pains, probably some a few plays that he probably should have converted that he doesn't. Maybe a missed throw here and there. But I anticipate Tannehill trying to work the ball downfield to a big, speedy, physical target in Corey Davis. I could kind of give you a wide receiver start 1A and 1B between Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, but both of them are starts for me in all formats. I think they're both going to pop off this week. Wow. I mean, he has done nothing this season, and nothing. he's your start. Yeah. He's not even your sleeper. He's is your start. So if Corey gets this right, that's huge because, like, we don't pick obvious start, but like this is an obvious sleeper almost. Corey Davis is an obvious sleeper. Yeah, in, so I had my sleeper fill with somebody else and my dart throw. <laughs> Corey Davis can't be a dart throw, so uh, he had to be my start. Because I, 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 if I have him, and I actually did, I did pick him up in three or four. Actually, I think I picked him up in four leagues this week, and I'm starting him in all of them. Oh. I'm starting him over Keenan Allen in, in a league. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Stop and, and explain why. Keenan Allen has disappointed me. A lot of the reasons that Phil Rivers was my sit, and actually that my my, my wide receiver sit won't surprise you after this, but um, Keenan Allen has disappointed me multiple times this year. He's not produced the way I thought, and as soon as Hunter Henry came back, he seemed like an afterthought in that offense. Those are my real reasons. I, I I don't trust him this week. He burned me last week. I lost by two points last week when he put up four. If you but you would start team, Corey shocked. Davis over. I told you I love Ryan yeah. Tannehill. I, I'm 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 honestly I'm going to be shocked if this hits. Don't be. If this hits. <laughs> I mean, you've provided valid reasons on why you think it's going to. I I, I don't agree. If this hits, but if Corey it hits, deserves a man. Cold. Hey toppers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that okay. beer you owe me. I'm I'll going get to you one. <laughs> toppers. Perfect. Okay. All right. Uh, wow. All right. I was going your uh, set. Okay. So kind of uh, the same reasons I made for Keenan Allen. My wide receiver set of the week is Mike Williams. Um, and again, dating back even further to the points I made on Philip Rivers, he has a tough matchup against the Titans. But the other thing for me about Mike Williams is that it seems to pick up an injury every time he catches the ball. He's got an ankle, a shoulder, a back. It's always something with him. He makes a nice catch. He misses five plays. He comes back in. He misses a whole drive. He's not putting up consistent enough numbers for me to justify that risk of playing him for him to go out and then miss time. You couple that with a tough, the tough matchup against Tennessee, he's better off left on your bench. Even if he goes out there, he you run the risk of the Amari Cooper syndrome where he plays one drive and sits the whole game. Sit him. you got better options. All right, and uh, Craig's sit is my sit, so I'll wait for that. Tom, you're up. Yeah, so my sit is uh, Jameson Crowder. He's playing New England. You might have heard some things. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, there's, there is no reason for you to be starting wide receivers on the Jets against New England. And I, I think I you have better options. piggyback this off because right. my sit is... Robbie Anderson. Anderson had a huge week last week, which was surprising, but do not start any just receivers this week against the Patriots. The Patriots are the best uh, defense against anybody. Receivers. And running backs. Anyone quarterbacks. I mean, they are so good. It's Monday Monday night. Sunday. God. No, it's Monday night. Pass play? No. Uh, It's Monday night. 
Tom, drink. Excuse me. Drink. All right. Drink. Hey, drink. Yeah, okay. sorry, Corey. Um, I back from so, the bathroom. Uh, Patriots play Monday yeah. night. They play Sunday. So do not play any Jets receivers this week. I mean, God forbid one goes off, but you cannot trust that. I rather no, play. I would. I wouldn't bank on it because the no. likelihood of you hitting that is so is slim there, that again, Gilmore if you if you if Gilmore you hit it, if you hit good. it, tweet at us, send me a picture of your lineup, and I will mail you a treehouse. Yeah, yep. we only right. have sixty followers, so that can only be sixty beers. <laughs> and you also have to follow us, like us, share us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely make sure you do all that. <laughs> yeah. Scotty, who's your tight end start? My tight end start of this week is uh, Jimmy Graham, and we'll uh, combine this with uh, Corey because Corey has his as his tight end set. So I have Jimmy Graham. I mean, I'm I assume he, he, he's going to play, right? You have to play, assume, assume he's yeah, going to play. I mean, in both of these scenarios, yeah, I always assume the they're going to play. Biggest thing right now is MVS, Allison, Adams. They're all out. So, there's no option left. If one of the if, if one of them plays, is he still a start for you? Like if MVS yes. plays? Oh yes, yes, because MVS does nothing to me. To be honest, yeah. I I don't think he's a good receiver. Ooh. He drops a, a lot of balls. Um, You're thinking the Geronimo guy. But no, I'm, okay. I'm I'm thinking of the entire Packers offense. Besides, <laughs> you I, go go besides watch Adams. MVS. Don't be hating on my guy MVS, but, but I agree, uh, I agree you, with you. I mean, if if one of them is active, right, so, Jimmy so, Graham is still a start. At this point, like like our start sits for our tight end, they're going to be top ten tight ends. So Jimmy Graham will be a top ten tight end this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not saying much. I like this week as a tight end is top ten slim tight end to is six points. Yeah, exactly. So. Th- that's why he's my start because he's on the edge of do I start this guy or do not? Yes, start Grant. He'll give you eight, eight to ten points. Yeah. So, no, not to quote uh, Felger and Maz here, but he sucks, Scotty. He can't catch. You can't play him. He's a shell of what he once was. It's sad to see the end of an era. Probably one of the best catching tight ends of all of our youths. Uh, he's over the hill. He youths. even even in. Two youths, your honor. <laughs> a couple of youths. But you saw it last week. Even with Adams out, MVS dinged up, Allison almost knocked unconscious on the field, Rodgers would rather look at Lazard and Shepard than his big tight end target. He's got a matchup against Oakland, which I'll seed is a middle-of-the-pack defense for points allowed to the tight end position. But I haven't seen enough from him this year to start him. I think there are better options available on your waiver wires as a streaming tight end option based on matchup or hopefully that you're rostering if you have them. If if it's bi-week hell for him and you have to start him, like Scotty said, can he give you six points? Probably. But I think that you can find somebody else who might give you eight to ten, which isn't a huge difference, but games are lost on two points in fantasy football all the time. True. Yeah, for sure. We haven't hit bye week hell, just so everyone's aware. There's only It's gonna get worse. <laughs> it's gonna get worse. If Jimmy Graham is your answer in your top four in your league, but if we're you start, but find if you, another But if you forgot to we're look sorry. at bye weeks when you were drafting and you have four teams on bye, you're in bye week hell. 
I, You're fine next week. <laughs> I I will. I all have right, a very so different strategy when coming to drafting. I don't care about bye weeks. I try to draft all oh. my players on the same bye right. week. Yeah, just I'll just lose so, one week. All right. So <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go fifteen and one. Make this point now. Yes. Do not draft based off a of bye weeks. That could destroy you in fantasy leagues. Yeah. Oh, I want this great guy. Obviously, oh, look at the same bye week. Who cares? By the time it's week six or week seven, eight, nine, ten. You're going to be trading. You're going to be picking up players. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I, I am week to week in one of my leagues. I, would, I will be making trades from now until the end of the season every week based on who do I want to play. My draft means nothing. My draft means nothing right now. I would never not take a player based on his bye week. But I don't actually don't want to say that. I would probably <laughs> never you, take a... But you would. Yeah, I would probably never take a player based... Never not take a player based on his bye week, but if I had like my if I had my starting quarterback who I know I'm going to start all year and my starting wide receiver, my starting running back, I would probably try to not match up my role players to that bye week. Theoretically, yeah, I mean, we'll, theoretically, all right, we'll get into a draft strategy because this yeah. is this is a fun discussion. But my tight end That's start and Corey's tight end start is Darren Waller. We've talked about him. Craig has Darren Waller as a sit. I do not. You have no Tyrell Williams this week. I actually, Craig. I got, I got Craig's um, opinion. I yeah, texted yeah, him because this was get important that to me. Before we uh, eviscerate him, <laughs> as you would say. So Craig told me only one tight end has gone over ten fantasy points uh, against whoever they're playing this week, and it was Zach Ertz, and he scored exactly ten. No other tight end has even gone over forty yards or gotten more than four catches against. Oh, it's Green Bay playing against Green Bay. He said their defense is legit. I said, All right, so, okay, like, Craig, let's so, rip you so apart. Here's, here's my thing. They've played Trey Burton. They've played Bum. Kyle Rudolph. Bum. They've played Noah Fant. Bum. They've played Zach Ertz. Good. <laughs> they've played, who's the Dallas's tight end? Who cares? Jason Wynn slash you. Blake Jarwin. They've played uh, Detroit offense without TJ Hawkinson. Bum. Yeah. And now they play Oakland. They, this actually, is the first Hawkinson was face. in and he dropped so, like five balls that game. Yes, when, that was right. like yes. You're right. You're so, right. Hawkins, Dropinson. Yes. When Craig says right. sit, that means he thinks Waller will not be a top ten tight at least. Right. 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 Well, uh, uh, theoretically. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's what we're right. supposed to be thinking. And that's yes. and that's the whole idea here is that Craig is saying that Green Bay's defense is shutting down Darren Waller. Corey and I are sitting here that that's not the case. We just read off who. They've faced who uh, Green Bay has faced, right? Like, if you're playing on Yahoo and you're looking at your little app and you go, Oh, there's a red there, there's a green there, you're a moron. Look at who those teams have played. Green Bay's played no tight ends, they played Zach Ertz, they played one tight end. You can look phenomenal when you play one real tight end. So, I'm sitting here telling you there's no Tyrell Williams. Darren Waller is really a wide receiver who's playing tight end yep. for the Oakland Raiders. He's the only target there. Derek Carr is not a good enough quarterback to support any other wide receiver than somebody who's more talented than Derek Carr. Darren Waller is more talented than Derek Carr. Yeah, D- Darren so Waller is going to have a game. Most of the points that you already made, I, I, I completely agree with. I want to add in, he just signed a contract extension. He's going to be out there proving he's worth it. Like you mentioned, Tyrell Williams out. That bodes well for uh, extra targets, head into Darren Waller. 
the one thing I want to mention about him, you said that he plays like a t- uh, wide receiver, and he does with his speed and agility and route running, but he has shown a true proclivity for blocking, and it keeps him on the field. The guy can block in the run game. He is out there all the freaking time. He's not coming off the field, which is huge for a tight end, especially one who hasn't played a lot in the NFL. The Green Bay defense has impressed us early, but they had their struggles even against Detroit last week. They only got bailed out by a couple huge drops from that rookie bum, TJ Hawkinson, who is killing me in fantasy. Um, He's talented, just FYI, people. I do not expect to see Waller fail to convert these chances the way that Hawkinson did. If Hawkinson catches every ball thrown to him, he probably has 14 points. Well, well, okay, Waller's a pro. Like, if you watched yeah. uh, the um, oh, Hard, why Knocks. Am I, Hard, Hard Knocks? Knocks, yeah. I mean, the dude came back from addiction. Like, he's been in the league. He has a reason to be story. here. Right, and he's, and he's not going to throw it away. Um, and Corey made a good point about, like, the whole blocking thing, right? Like, we talk about pass pro with running backs. Like, you need to be good at all aspects of the game to be on the field. And to be on the field gives you an opportunity. And to have opportunity translates to fantasy points. Darren Waller can do it all. And when I said he's playing like a wide receiver, he's not playing like a wide receiver. He was a wide receiver. In college, he was a wide receiver. This is a dude who has hit rock bottom and is now at the top of his game right now. Just signed that huge contract, like Corey, Corey said. What was it, 2023 the dude signed through? Yeah, like, $9 million yeah. a year through 2023. has something to prove. Uh, and this is going to be a cool offense to watch. Darren Wall is your star for me. Craig, I'm sorry. You're not here. You're like, wrong. Boo. You Terrible wrong, take. Um, Scotty and I are both sitting Eric Ebron. I just want to, before we go into our Eric Ebron, I'm going to sit. If anybody for some reason is starting Ryan Griffin, because we have started every position for the Buffalo Bills, and we have stat. Every position for the New York Jets for the reasons that the Buffalo Bills are playing Miami and the Jets are playing New England. So if anybody's playing Ryan Griffin, sit him. But, Scotty, why are we sitting Eric Ebron? Um, Mainly because it's Eric Ebron. (laughs) (laughs) Scotty, I mean, he scored a lot last year. People drafted him with high, high expectations. I'll I'll play play your devil's advocate here. um, I mean, it's... You were starting him name because of the name. He is not a good tight end. He, he is not on the field at, that much. Jack Doyle, Moelle Mo Cox. Moelle right? Cox, yeah. yep. Both of them are on the field more than Eric Ebron is. So Ebron had his touchdowns last year with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is not there. Jacoby Brissett is not Andrew Luck. And he's not looking at, at Eric Ebron. In the end zone, he's looking at Tiwi Hilton. He's looking at Jack Doyle even more. So, name bases do not start Eric Ebron slash don't have any, do not have him on your team. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more with Scotty. Like, this is a name recognition thing. It, Jacoby Brissett is playing for a starting job in the NFL next year. He's not looking there and saying. Where's where's Eric Ebron? I need to throw Eric Ebron the ball. He's sitting there and saying, "Where's my open wide receiver? I want to throw him the ball." And the Colts are trotting out three wide, three tight ends. I you cannot trust Eric Ebron coming off of the bye, and and that's my biggest thing is people are sitting here saying, "Oh, Eric Ebron's coming off the bye. Maybe they figured it out. Maybe they figured out how to get Eric Ebron back into the red zone as many times as it was." They don't have Andrew Luck. 
They have Marlon Mack, who's healthy. This is a run-first offense with a very competent quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. It's not the Eric Ebron show anymore. You need to get over it. You need to start. Darren Waller is likely owned. Yeah, cut the start, cord. Start, start Jimmy Graham or Dawson Knox if they're out on your free agency. If you missed out on Darren Waller, I'm sorry. This is, <laughs> this is, this is a phenomenal story. Um, but a lot of people are likely looking at Darren Waller and going, hmm. <laughs> Do I start him or not? And we say yes. Um, we say yeah. Sleeper and dart throw. This is this is my favorite segment of the whole thing. Um, we, yeah, good. So many change, Craig's. Um, I will start my sleeper. Um, my sleeper is Chase Edmonds. I've go ahead. Yeah, if you don't mind, Tom, let me interrupt you real quick. Just oh, crack yeah, yeah, it yeah. in. Absolutely. I got a uh, Dr. Nandu from Aeronaut Brewing Company out of Somerville, Mass. Love Again, uh, a new fact, beer for me. Tom suggested it's good. Scotty is... is it an Aeronaut? Yeah. Yes. It's a good Aero, beer. Aero, Aero, did I say that Aero, right? Aeronaut. Yeah. Aeronaut. Aero, Aeronaut. Yes. Great beer. Great yeah. beer. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it. It's very good. Take a um, sip. How is it good? Is it good? Ah, it's refreshing. Of course, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I, I will be Before going Neves, to get so it's hard to tell. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I will be going to get my Allagash triple in a minute, but I'm going to be talking about Chase Edmonds as my sleeper. Um, I would put Chase Edmonds here as an RB start, to be completely honest, if I knew 100% that David Johnson was going to be out. Chase Edmonds is everything that you thought that he would be. Watch the Arizona games and watch how Chase Edmonds runs the football. He looks like a starting running back in the league. Go and look at his efficiency numbers. He looks like, from an efficiency number perspective, he looks like a starting running back in the league. And he's doing it on limited touches, and he's doing it in a backfield that has a banged-up running back, and he's doing it with a rookie head coach who has no allegiance to said banged-up running back. Cliff Kingsbury has no allegiance to David Johnson. We've seen this time and time again that Rookie head coaches come in. They think they know everything. They cut one of the more talented players on their team to go with somebody else, and that somebody else ends up being something. Chase Edmonds can be a starting running back in this league. If you are desperate and you can go and start Chase Edmonds, you start him, you be happy. Read my sleeper article. You'll see what my projection is. It's about 16 points. I would be happy with starting Chase Edmonds. If you dropped him, I'm sorry. Dickie, looking at you. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head, Tom. Yeah, Chase Edmonds is a great uh, sleeper because, like I said before, as a backup RB, he's scoring 14 points a game the last two weeks. Which is unreal. Crazy. So my um, sleeper is uh, Dante Pettis, the um, fantasy darling last summer. I mean, he's not been good at all. No. He was projected way higher than what he's done this year. He was, he was projected as a WR3, I think. So the last two weeks, he's been on the field 72% of the time. Tom, what's up? I can't, I can't open this. Because so Tom, sorry, so... All right, pause. Tom has a beer. He he, he I can't, can't open, open it because I can't use my left hand. It's fine. Uh, g- give it to Corey. Can, can Corey do it? If you have a lighter, I can do it. Right. Yeah. So Tom's trying a new beer out. Tom, what beer is that? Oh, this is Allagash Triple. <laughs> Ooh, Allagash Triple. So is. R.I.P. Tom. IPA or? <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. 
Anyways, uh, Dante Pettis is my sleeper. So he was on the field 72% of the time last week, and he missed a touchdown last week. He got out of the one-yard line, and then he barely missed a touchdown in the end zone. He had his foot out barely. Dante Pettis is a guy that I'm pretty sure he was on our waiver wire article, but if you have in your see now pick him up now because he could be a diamond in the rough he's finally healthy he's finally has the uh trust in garoppolo not that garoppolo is a great quarterback because it's all in the <laughs> run game but if there's one player in the passing game it's him debo samuel is not the guy he's not the guy so if you did debo samuel drop him for pettis he's he's a start of the week for me Start. We're on sleeper, Scotty. Yeah, sleeper. But I just want people to get confused. But in any case, uh, to to kind of piggyback off Scott's point here, my sleeper of the week is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. And like he mentioned, Dante Pettis dropped a touchdown. I'm gonna get there in a minute, but I'm using Jimmy primarily this week as my sleeper because all the other top shelf fantasy hosts folded him during our hold and fold them segment. On our previous podcast. True. <laughs> I think that's kind of the only reason he qualifies as a sleeper this week. But I held him. I want him on my team. I have him on my team, and I need him to produce. He's going up against a weak Redskins defense. I think this week he might finally break out. I have him projected to place in the top five quarterbacks this week. I'm still anticipating a run-heavy approach from San Francisco, which I think is the right approach for them. But they should be winning. I think we'll see some more shots in the play-action game, and I also think we're going to see some more uh, opportunities for some deep balls thrown by Jimmy that you don't see a lot out of week to week. Now, one important thing to forget, and Scott touched on it with Dante Pettis' drop in the end zone, Jimmy has had four passing touchdowns called back due to penalties this year and at least two drop touchdown passes that I can remember. One, the one that Scotty touched on. The other one was also dropped by Pettis on a quick slant last week that easily goes for six if he hauls it in. If even half of these opportunities are converted, we're talking about a completely different outlook on the season for Garoppolo. Probably in a quarterback 15 slot if he converts half of them. If he converts all of them, he's in the top 10 quarterbacks easily. So he's not far outside this top 10 quarterback range if, you know, his team wouldn't hold on George Kittle touchdowns and uh, Dante Pettis could catch. Yeah, I uh, I, I was wrong. <laughs> uh, I, no, seriously, I read Corey's write-up about Jimmy Garoppolo being a sleeper and the, in all the drops and everything, and I sit there and I go, I want Jimmy G over Jared Goff. <laughs> but I'll tell you that. There, there, there's a there's a very good case to be made for Jared for uh, Jimmy G to be in starting lineups, and and honestly, he could he in a couple of weeks could be a start QB. I I I love the I'm writing. glad I, that I, I, I have convinced. I would I would highly encourage you to go read uh, Corey's write up on Jimmy Garoppolo. It's very impressive, very good pretty, stuff. Uh, and, pretty, and me, I want to pretty 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 good. Pretty good. You, <laughs> What's 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 interesting is you go back and you read it and you say, okay, yeah, he had four of them call back. He had so many draw penalties, and then look where those touchdowns go. Do they go to Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida? Because if they do, exactly, who is the beneficiary really? 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a touchdown, which means it's not a touchdown for Tevin Coleman. Yep, exactly. we talk about regression, positive and negative. Yeah. Could be positive regression coming from Jimmy G. Nailed it. Thank you, guys. So um, we're getting to our dart throws. And our dart throws, I mean... (laughs) We sub Craig's out for a player. <laughs> yeah, Craig, but, you don't get your own yeah, yeah, throw. So we we all have the Arizona Cardinals. Why <laughs> actually you change your dart throw for you? <laughs> <laughs> to, to what we thought was more suitable. <laughs> Just mash everybody else. We all have the Arizona Cardinals this is... whiteout court besides <laughs> Fitzgerald. So, Tom, who do you have? Yeah, so I have uh, Trent Sherfield, which honestly is probably yeah, sounds Trent... like it sounds like a white fellow. <laughs> yeah, Trent Sherfield. Um, he's he's not. Um, is he actually not? Yeah, he's not. Could this not have a this name. this is probably the most obscure name on this list that you don't know who he is, but he's playing about eighty percent of the snaps, and he's been doing it since week one. <laughs> Week one. <laughs> Let, let's just let's just go back to week one real quick. Okay, so Christian Kirk's active. Larry Fitz is active. The rest of the wide receivers we're about to mention are active. And Trent Sherfield is on the field 80% of the times since week one. He hasn't been doing a ton with it. But Anything? at some point in time, the targets this dude gets, he's going to have something to do if you need a dart throw i'm suggesting you toss out trent sherfield he's on the field we talked about this being right. on the yeah. field is so a positive I mean, like 100 we could not pick kishan Johnson because it's too obvious yes and i picked farrah cooper yeah because arizona what's your he's on the field craig pick bird damari bird. bird and then Corey picked Andy Isabella, because last week on Thursday, we were here watching the game, and we said, you know what? Isn't it so weird that Andy Isabella isn't even freaking targeted? And they had these guys like Bird, Keyshawn Johnson, like the all these guys are targeted way before Isabella. And Isabella it, is a hyper talented wide Isabel, receiver. I just want to toss is, that you, out there. And you is had, one of the like, so if you were in a rookie draft, yeah, Isabella is high. in a top five wide receiver you're drafting. Yep. And, and Cliff Kingsbury came out last week and said we need to target Andy Isabella more. He's a dynamic playmaker. We need to get the ball in his hands. And then he went out and got zero targets. Yep. Yeah. So fantastic. Coach, coach speak, but you need to know who Andy Isabella is. These dart throws, we're not sitting here saying go and start them. We're saying like last desperation. Honestly, the the dart throw conversation has come out because Scotty and I have gone back and forth. I feel like like the last year, just like who's some obscure. Typically, it's a Thursday night guy. Well, the dart. I mean, I mean typically you and I have been going back and forth. I mean, like, who's the guy on Thursday night that we're just ago, chucking yeah. out there? Well, you the, know, the dart throw for me is almost a guy. That we're trying to tell you to start taking a look at exactly, maybe, yeah. and that's our what sleep, I was just our going sleeper to say. is a guy that we want you to pick up for like a buck, and our dart throws are like put, put them on, on your put them on list. your watch list. Yep, and every Arizona wide receiver should and be Isabel's there. A, yeah, I mean, and if one of them breaks out, <laughs> snag him. 
I wish Craig was here because like, all right. Craig originally had. I am putting Craig on this too. The one person that. This is kicking my ass. (laughs) All right. You want to set this? The one person that that has (laughs) the most points wins. (laughs) It tastes like liquefied peanuts. (laughs) It'll slap you in the face. Shock and bet. Okay. That this tastes like liquefied peanuts. I'm down. I'm down for whatever. (laughs) All right. No, 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 no. It's the Arizona Corp. Yeah, Corp. Yeah, okay. Corp. Corp. They're all Corps. The Corps. All, all right. So, whoever it's has all... the most points wins. Whoever does not, shotgun bet. Out of these four guys right here? Yeah. I'm these down. are random guys. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Dude, I have Trent Sherfield. I have Andy Isabella who's got one pass all year. I'd rather have Andy Isabella. I guarantee you Craig will, will probably Craig absolutely win. wins this. Craig, right. I hope you're listening. We gave you Jamari Bird. All right, uh, so, you're not getting um, Cedric Wilson. So We are sorry <laughs> right. for... Um, yeah, that, that, yeah. that was that yeah, was about so. 30 45 seconds you guys won't get back but again to Corey's point you should know everybody in arizona's passing attack because that passing attack is winning right now yes is there anything else we need to say no should we just um, close it out out of this um don't drop chase edmonds do not chop oh wait you already did sorry, <laughs> sorry do not chop Chase Evans, do not drop Alexander Madison. Keep those guys. Yes. And I'm going to send this to, to uh, Tom to close it out. All right. And in, in good old Craig fashion, for Scotty, for Corey, I am Tom. Craig's not here. He's pooping his brains out. We are Top Shelf Fantasy. Follow us on Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to our website at TopShelfFantasy.com. Stay Ooh, fluid. Stay add? loose. What's up, Scotty? Um, who? All right. So this is my uh, mystery thing. So we ordered a bunch of glasses for um, Tasha Fantasy. If anyone can tweet us, hashtag BSK, they will win a free Top Shelf Fantasy glass. Tweet us hashtag BSK and win a free Top Shelf Fantasy mug. All right, you heard that. So tweet at Top Shelf FNTSY hashtag BSK. You get yourselves a Top Shelf mug. We'll actually tweet out a picture in the mug so you can see what it looks like. Yes, it's a good mug. I love it. I would arguably say the beers have never tasted better. It might be the amount of beers that we drink. That is irrelevant, Tom. (laughs) Stay fluid. Stay loose.